Before we start the show, I just wanted to reach out and say that if you are loving listening to The Truth Prescription as much as we are loving making it, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, to name a few. And come check us out at www.thetruthprescription.com to get more insights and info, because the truth will set you free if you let it. It's easy for me to help other people value themselves, but I have not always valued myself. I've always settled. I've always gotten in situations where I'm doing all the fucking work, putting in all the fucking effort and all the energy and then always going like above and beyond. And it took some devastating shit to happen in my life for me to value me. Gentlemen and ladies, brothers and sisters, people, whoever you are and wherever you are, Welcome to the Truth Prescription Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sekou Gathers, and each week I interview successful people from around the world and discuss how accepting the truth can propel your career and help you live a life of gusto and purpose. No mantras, no gimmicks, just the truth. So close your eyes and open your ears, and let's get into this. Come on kind of started unorthodox but I wanted to start That's my with, style that's baby. That's your style. That's my style. I wanted to start playing this quote to really illustrate where Katie Duke came from, where we are now and kind of where we want to go. So let, let, let's play this. Hold on. This Uh-oh. this is well, I'm not going I'm not going to cue it. Just listen. And so um but in the meantime until I started all those classes, you know, um I knew that I needed to get out of this relationship, but it's funny because this guy's mom used to always tell me And she was also an abused woman. Her husband abused her for years, and her husband was an alcoholic. In fact, um, since then, my ex and his um, and his sibling, every all of his siblings, in fact, have addiction disorder. But since then, my ex actually overdosed and died of heroin, like about two years ago. Damn. But anyway. The thing that, you know, the thing that made me get out of that situation was one night I came home. I had spent like six hours at the laundromat doing all the laundry and everything, hauling that shit down the street. And I came back and I walked in our apartment and I saw him chilling with some chick. And I walked in and I was like, and I just, I lost my shit. And um, the chick runs out the house and he stands up and he hits me with a closed fist to my face. Damn. And I had never got like the closed fist before, but that was enough to actually, uh, it, I had like a periorbital fracture and my, my eye to that day on the right side of my face, if you look, my face is not symmetrical, like from here to here. And in fact, I have some pretty nice deformities that are left over from really, that day. Yeah, you can't see it. No, yeah, no. You, you, if you look... If you look close enough. It's, it's subtle. It's yeah, super yeah, subtle. Yeah. I notice it a lot more just because if you look at my profile view from the left to the right side. It's oh, different. that's why you told him to take the picture from the left side. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't ever allow pictures from the right side because it, <laughs> it, it, it don't. Anyway, it don't look the same. It's not okay. as cute on this side. Okay. All right. But I remember when that happened, I didn't lose consciousness, but I kind of went in and out. And I remember I stood up after he did that. And um, his mom had like ran in the apartment and she was like, you got to go. And I remember looking at her and I was like, I do. I do. I got I to gotta get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I hope you guys could like, could hear all that. But 
in a nutshell, that was from a podcast episode that we recorded like... 2017. Two, in, in 2017. And it was really the first time that I had ever opened up about my first very abusive relationship. And I know that I have went into this on the Bad Decisions podcast, and I've talked about this. I've gotten a lot better about talking about this now. But when I came on his podcast, you know, I was like, all right, well, do I... <laughs> Do I keep it fucking real and, and yeah. put this shit out there? Yeah, you kept it because real. Because I'll admit, like, when you have those, like, skeletons in your closet, you're scared that people will judge you. You're scared that people might not respect you. You're scared that people will never take you seriously. And, you know, and, and you're also scared that people might be like, oh, well, something has to be fucked up about you in order for a man to beat the shit out of you. And that is like a real thing. There's a lot of women out there, especially women who have been in abusive relationships who are scared to even talk about it because they're scared that people will think something's wrong with them. Because yeah. what kind of person just gets punched for no reason? What kind of person just gets hit for no reason? Something's got to be fucked up about you, right? So for many years, I used to really struggle with that. He got it out of me first. <laughs> and I guess now extracted tonight, uh, yeah, and I guess now we're going to get some more shit out. So well, look, I wanted to play that because I think it's so important to show people where you were back in St. Louis, right? What you were dealing with, those circumstances. Then you came to New York, got your nursing degree, then fast forward, got your NP nurse practitioner degree. Yep. And that we talked in September 2017. This is 2021. Since yeah. then, you moved to DC, you came oh. back. You published a cookbook. You started your own <laughs> podcast in that time. You got That's COVID. Legit. You were hospitalized. <laughs> you you I recovered. You recovered. COVID. Right? You yeah. moved back to New York. Then you you started, and this is out of order, but you started an online course called From Concept to Concept, Creation, yep, yep. which is dope. Everybody go check with it my, out. With my partner, Nicole Thomas. Absolutely. Um, helping people figure out, all right, how do I get from A to B? Right. And it's it's so important, really, you know, in terms of the value you get, it's like an eleven thousand dollar value you get for nine hundred and ninety seven dollars. Yeah. So you went in with that. Yeah. Um, you're also, uh, like I said before, a mentor in career change and, and burnout. And then the last thing is you were in a long term relationship, which ended. Years. Um, wow. And that was part of your move. Right. Now you're back in New York. That was so, the only move. And listen, real talk. <laughs> I said I would only leave New York for love or money. And I took a big risk and I took a big leap moving and it turned out to not be the right situation. And right. you know what? Like here I am like, you know, almost a year later and I thought I would like never get over that. But yeah. like I hear his name now and I don't even feel anything and it feels fucking great. That's great. That's great. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So um, growth, growth, baby. That is growth. It, it takes time. It takes time. So what I want to do with uh, who, who are you waving at, Katie? Nurse Monica just waved at me. And what's, Nurse Bucket met me when I was in Atlanta. Or I came to Atlanta. What's up, Nurse Bucket? It's funny because, like, there's so many people coming through. And, like, some people I've met in real life. Other yeah. people I haven't. And so, you know, got to oh. show love to the support. We appreciate that. Absolutely. So, Katie, I'm about to put you in my office now. We're going we're gonna to go in my office. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag instant regret. <laughs> what the fuck have I done? I don't know the what way. you guys are about to get, but <laughs> I guess we'll find out. He has a fucking notepad over here and there's oh, mad there's notes no, there's on there. Nothing that, Yo, there's that, mad I'm, notes I'm on this I'm shit. I'm finished with that. I'm finished and I'm with like, that. Oh it's my God. over. I, okay. have no, I can close this. I'm done. Oh, okay. So when I start out with clients, I usually say to them, what will make this conversation amazing? And I ask that question because 
it's really about you and your journey. Yeah. What What is it that's, I don't even say bothering you right now, but in terms of your trajectory in the next five years, you know, what do you want to accomplish? What's holding you back? What are the things that are important to you? What's on your mind right now? What's on your heart right now? I'll be honest, like what's really kind of been fucking with me lately is I have two things that have really kind of been like hovering over me very heavy. And the first thing is, is I'm dealing with the decision of having to get a preventative double mastectomy because I have a very strong family history of breast cancer, and I also have a high risk. My my risk is like 37.5%. Okay. We're not a BRCA family, you know, so that's one thing. But my mom has had breast cancer twice, early onset. And then my sister, Laura, was diagnosed with stage four metastatic breast cancer this past year. That was five months after she had like a normal mammogram and a normal MRI. Okay. So it's been kind of like, fucking with our whole family, but you know, we're staying strong and hanging in there. So that's one thing that's messing with me because throughout this whole process of me undergoing like the whole workup, I'm like, it's the smart decision to do it, but I'm having a hard time processing the fact that I'm going to lose a piece of me. And I know it's like, okay, it's just some fucking tits. All right. It's your fucking boobs. (laughs) Big deal. You can get new ones. You can get new ones that'll sit up where they're supposed to be. You can get new ones that'll be all nice and perky. Like when I was in high school, but it's not that easy when it's like yours. So like, that's one thing. The other heavy thing that has really like been on my mind a lot is the fucking burnout, man. I've been in nursing for 16 years. Mm -hmm. I have been doing professional. I've had like a full-time job for all of those 16 years. And then, you know, for the last seven years, I've had like a full-time side hustle. And as my side hustle has like grown exponentially, which is the result of hard work, dedication, and fucking authentic perseverance, it's been harder for me to work in the hospital because we keeping it all the way real on here. There's a bunch of jealous hating catty bitches that work in the fucking hospital. Mm-hmm. So let's just put that out there. Well, that it's always and been that way, right? It, it that has, that yep. led to your first firing yeah, on national yeah, TV. Yeah, right? it's always been that way. And so I'm having a hard time lately because it's like the more time and success that other things grow, which I really am passionate about and I really care about, it's like the the worse the environment gets for me in the fucking hospital because there's always some jealous bitch that, you know, which is she wishes she was Instagram famous or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like mm. it, that ain't me. But it's really just gotten to the point where like I'm tired and I'm sick of having to go into work and wonder who's gonna like report my post or who's gonna fuck with me. And on the other hand, honestly, I'm kind of pissed at healthcare because I got severe COVID because I couldn't get a fucking mask. Like I was wearing the same N95 for two weeks at Kings County in the fucking peak of the COVID crisis, like working in a hot zone. Why do we need to keep putting ourselves in environments that really don't care about us? Mm -hmm. Why do we tolerate that? Like, why is that okay? And that's really what kind of fucks with me is because I'm like, why do I need to keep going back to that? Why don't I do what actually makes me happy? Why don't I do what I actually get fulfillment from? And why don't I do something that doesn't put my fucking life in jeopardy And something that, honestly, I can actually have a more beneficial, like, impact on others by doing the mentoring and the courses and content and podcasts and things like that. And it's like, yeah, right there. Chin killer. We do. We die today and we're replaced tomorrow. That fucking right there. I mean, that's honestly why I left the hospital. I mean, I was doing I was coaching, but right around January, February, I started getting more clients and I just left and it was like probably the best decision. But going back to you, Katie, yeah. let's let's talk about the burnout for a second. You asked 
us and yourself a very good question, which was, why don't I go ahead and do X, Y, Z? <laughs> Let's start there. What is stopping you from just going in there tomorrow or next week or whenever and just and just resigning? So I would say, first of all, I got like 189000 in student loan debt. Okay. It's kind of finances. kind okay. of a little weight on my shoulders. The other thing I think is because like I enjoy patient care. I really do. And I don't ever want to step like all the way away from it. Um, you know, and there are tons of other options I'm sure that I could do that I wouldn't be as burnt out. But I guess I feel like I would like lose credibility. And it's fucked up because I preach this to my fucking audience all the time. I'm like, you're a nurse no matter where the fuck you work at. And but for some reason I'm like is anybody going to buy my scrubs if I don't work in the hospital anymore? Like, is anybody going to care about my content if I don't work in the hospital anymore? Like, is anybody going to, are people not going to think I'm legit? And it's fucked up because I shouldn't be thinking like that. I have 16 years in the industry. Like, I've paid my fucking dues. When, when was the last time you think Dr. Oz operated or was in the hospital? Shit. Or, or, or even... Man, um, that man lost his motherfucking credibility years ago. <laughs> or, or even, uh, um, uh, uh, what's the man that's always on CNN? Oh, uh, Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay. When's the last Sanjay time you think he, he did neurosurgery on somebody? I hate that you're asking me these things because it is facts. It's, I'm just asking it, No, no, I mean, no, the, it's true, the answer, it's true. The answer to Oz the answer is he is hasn't like, operated in five years. Who even knows, right? Sanjay knows? Does, not op- does not go to the hospital. He's yeah, on, no, he's he's not on, seeing he's on CNN. People yeah. watch CNN or, or respect him or, or accept his opinions because they respect him. Yeah, I, res- he, I respect Dr. Gupta, though. I he, respect him. And that respect is built over time because of, you know, his reporting, how he reports, how he emotes, yeah. how he communicates. Right. So for you, your 142,000 followers are going to continue to follow you, whether you're in the hospital or out of the hospital. You know what I hear from you, and I know this intimately is this feeling of victimization that you feel victim to the hospital and to medicine and it's yeah. like pushing down on you. Do you feel like debt aside, right? Because it's 189,000 I'm sure that you've got a payment program or something you 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 you're doing, right? Or not. Or maybe it's deferred. No, I mean I it's de- everybody's shit is deferred right. now, which is great. Right. So but, it's it's all deferred. Yeah. So do you have enough from your side hustles to be able to live? Or maybe live on a, in a different way. I do. And honestly, if I dedicated my full-time life to that, yeah. I, I definitely would be able to. I just okay. I just need to get the fucking balls to do it. To do it. <laughs> to do it. You know, because honestly, like, I'm sick of going into work and getting bullied. I'm sick of going into work and always having to, like, watch my back over people, just jealous fucking women. Let's just fucking put it out there. I never yeah. have problems with men. Never have fucking problems with men. Just, fucking, women. just jealous not catty a, bitches, man. Not, I'm fucking done with them. Yeah. We got the Let's, same fucking 24 hours in a day. You want what I have, you go put in the fucking work and do it. Okay. Well, you know, that's, they don't want it. They don't want to put in the work. They don't want to put in the work, but they want the benefits. Now, you you talked about this publicly, right? The, the Your first abusive relationship. Yeah. This last relationship that you were in, I don't know if it was abusive or not. Probably not. No, but not I, at all. But I will say that the way that that it ended was probably not. I don't. Want, I don't know if it was a surprise, but it was probably not um, expected. I think it was probably expected over a few months before it happened, but it still was really unexpected that it okay. did fucking happen. Because like I relocated 
my entire life sure. for this person and sure. and for what I believed, you know, in the relationship. I mean, shit, man, you relocate your whole life for somebody. You think, you know, listen, we're both invested in this relationship. We 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 believe in each other. We choose each other at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You choose each other. You choose the relationship. You're going to put in the work. And, you know, shit was fine, you know, when I moved. But I'll tell you one thing, man, you know, I had and I have never I have never talked about this. The day that I moved, I got moved from New moved, York to yeah, D.C. I literally first of all, I arranged a U-Haul all by myself. I packed all my own shit, paid for the whole entire thing. Yes. He, he didn't help? No, he did not. And when I pulled up okay. to his place in D.C., and listen, this is going to fuck a lot of you guys up, and I'm ready for the comments to start rolling fucking through, but this was my first red flag that I ignored. That I ignored. And I'm really good at ignoring red flags, and that's actually something I've been, you know, going to therapy for and really working on this past year, and I'm, you know, I'm making growth changes. But when I got to his place... The movers, you know, unloaded the stuff. And I was like expecting this like really exciting, like, all right, new fucking chapters starting. And we're going to unpack my shit together. We're going to like, you know, get all my stuff settled. He didn't touch one box. Let me ask you this. Throughout, <sighs> the, throughout the course of the relationship, did you feel valued? Looking back, no. And during the time, I did not always feel valued. I actually can't really name you one thing that he did through the time that we were in a relationship where he went like above and beyond to make Mm -hmm. me feel special. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you this. He was a good man. He was a very kind man. He worked hard. He wasn't the right one for me. And I realize that now, you know, so I'm not here trash talking him. No, of course not. But what I am doing, yeah, yeah, it's about me. But what I will tell you is that, you know, we, he wasn't the right one for me. But what I did throughout the entire relationship was I settled. I settled because I kept comparing him to the men who had beat me in the past. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, listen, he's a good guy. He's perfect. He doesn't beat me. He wants to get married, you know, and have a family one day. He's stable. He doesn't have an alcohol or a drug problem. And it's like, those were like, those were my fucking prerequisites. Mm -hmm. I mean, fuck, half of America probably meets those fucking standards. So like, why was I? I mean, but look, maybe not. For, I don't for all, know. For but. all intensive purposes, although he didn't beat you, he didn't abuse you, he was very disconnected emotionally. What it sounds like, if you didn't feel valued, like those other relationships. And so there's a little bit of a pattern there, right? You talked about it. You're probably thinking, why is he asking all these questions? I'm taking this really back to the hospital because to me, it's about value. Yeah. How does one value oneself? Man, and, it is all, but it's all about that. And so the, the question is, does does Katie Duke value Katie Duke? I'm getting better with it. It took some devastating shit to happen in my life for me to value me. That's just like speaking very candidly. It's easy for me to help other people value themselves, sure. but I have not always valued myself. I've always settled. I've always gotten in situations where I'm doing all the fucking work putting in all the fucking effort and always going all the energy and then always going like above and beyond. And I was expecting that out of him, but that's not him. Right. Right. And And, and ultimately it's not even about him. Right. Yeah. No, it's not. How we show up is basically what we attract the thousand percent. Yeah. So, where I'm getting at with this whole thing is the hospital is the same thing. The hospital thing. is also a bad it, relationship. It's a bad relationship, but it's about value, right? Yeah, because if yeah. you're being abused, which you are in, in that in that type of setting where you're forced to wear 
I'm asked for two weeks and and I have plenty of friends that have gone through that as well yep. that have way less options than you do. They have no side hustle. Yeah. Right. And yeah. It's amazing. Like the, the thing that when I looked at your website three years ago, when I look at it now, it's, oh. it shows so yeah. much fucking growth. Yeah. Like you've done astronomical things. And so you're in a much better place than them and probably could could exit faster than they could. But you still feel a little bit stuck there. And I think, yeah. again, it goes back to it goes back to that value. That- it it does. And that's that's also if you're not valuing yourself how you really should be valuing yourself, yeah. you're not going to stand up when somebody else doesn't value you either. Right. Because right. man, I'll I'll be honest, man, like there's there's so many times I look back when like I would just be like hoping for something and it never happened. Like, man, listen, we we casually dated for a long time and I waited man, I waited so long for him to even like commit to be in a monogamous relationship with me. Like no woman would have waited as long as I fucking waited. How long did you wait? Over a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, listen, like I think I was just so thankful to have a stable man who had like a good career, good head on the shoulders, great family, good relationships with people in his life who I didn't have to like worry who was going to turn into like an abusive alcoholic one day. But again, that's a me problem. That's not a him problem. He's going to be a great man and a great husband for somebody out there one day, but it's not going to be me. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, what what you describe, <laughs> if my wife now, if she moved from I mean, she moved from Harlem to move in with me in Brooklyn. I mean, listen, and, and I, you may and, as well move to fucking D.C. And, and Harlem I, to Brooklyn? <laughs> Shit. And <laughs> I managed the entire move. I, like, you know, packed up at least 25 to 30% of the stuff and then obviously managed to move in and, and help yeah. her unpack. Yeah, So there was just a, a lack of care there with, yeah. with you coming. I mean, you 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 traveled all that way. You I moved drove in a with U-Haul them. truck. I which drove is a U- crazy, I drove which, a is, U-Haul which truck. is shocking. Like any other situation, any caring man that cares about somebody would take his ass, drive to New York. Like it would have been you, a thing. And but come we on did back. Together, yeah. Right. So let's get off him because it's really about Katie Duke. It's Everyone's really, it's, loving the Harlem to Brooklyn because New Yorkers get it. <laughs> yeah, you may too. as well move out of state. <laughs> Harlem to Brooklyn. That is true fucking love. <laughs> Yo, yeah, well, she you and your she, wife. She always used to say that. Uh, what did she say? Oh, uh, Brooklyn was uh, geographically undesirable until yeah. she until she met me. <laughs> until she and she met was you. like, "Oh, it's She's not like, so bad." All right, it's not. It's not. It's not so bad. It's right. not so bad. Right. right Yo, listen. Right. One of my dear friends uh, lives lives in Brooklyn. Yeah. Actually, several of my friends live in Brooklyn. First off, Watkins lives in Brooklyn. Yes, he does. And his ass is fucking staying there forever. My homegirl Andrea lives in Brooklyn, and then um, my homeboy um, Chris. He lives in Brooklyn. And I'm like, I'll go out to Brooklyn for you cats. But. Yeah. And Miss, Mrs. Anthony just moved to Brooklyn as well. What? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Okay. Yeah. She's she's there. Shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, look, I think um, just to wrap it up, I, I, you know, we don't need to do too many insights. I think the issue of, you know, the value is, is, a, is a major one for you. I think if you can hurdle that and we can talk off camera about different tactics and techniques to do that. I think that that will help you get the balls, as you say, that you need to really do what you know you need to do. Right. Yeah, and I yeah. also going back to the breast thing, I think that's also wrapped in. Yeah. Because there's something there about, you know, your breasts and what it means as a woman and your like value. It's, like and, it's my valuation. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. It's, and, and it's not. Because and the bottom like, line is if you know the right thing to do for your health is to, you know, get rid of them. Then that's what you have to do. Now it's a, it's a personal technically, choice. Technically, 
So technically, like if we're going to speak like like providers here, yeah. like it's risk versus benefit. Exactly. Right. For and, sure. you know, it would take my risk from 37.5 percent down to like one point two percent. I mean, come on, because real talk like I, I don't my sister didn't have a choice. Mm. She was my family is a health literate family who has access, resources and support and yeah. education. Yeah. And we have all been doing all of these screenings since age 30 every okay. year, like on the dot. Yeah. You know, and it just freaks me out that this happened to her because I'm, I'm just like, like, fuck, man. Like, I don't want I don't want to be in that situation I know I still have room to grow with like, what is my value? Yo, like I, I actually told a friend of mine the other week, I was like, you know, I kind of had a red flag that that relationship wasn't the right one for me the day that I moved. And he's like, what happened? And I was like, he didn't help me unpack one box yeah, and bro. he didn't help out with the move at all. And he, yo, he looked at me and this was his reaction. He's like, Katie, what the fuck? What, what were you doing? Like, yeah. Why would you, why would you be okay with that? Yeah. And you know what? I didn't have a fucking answer for him other than the fact of, I was like, I settled. Yeah. Like I didn't think that it was a big deal because I didn't value myself. And it takes a lot for me to really like verbalize that. And it takes a lot for me to really like say that right now no, because this is, big. this is big for you to, to open yourself up like this man listen i haven't said any of this shit on the podcast you getting that yo you getting that <laughs> you getting that exclusive fucking bet like fucking behind the scenes shit right there I'm i almost the, wait i almost said <laughs> bet uncut then i was like wait no 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 wrong I'm the, uncut I'm, I'm the extractor this is what the i do extractor the extractor this but. is what i do yeah, it's you know. But you'll be you you you're gonna be good because first of all, you'll never do that again, right? I so not. no. First of all, I'm never leaving New York again. Well, that's you can I'm leave New York. You'll I probably would. be in LA at some point in the next couple of years. Nah, too many fucking vegans in LA. <laughs> too much like yo, listen. Shout out to all the vegans out there, but too much <laughs> like LA is just not. It's just not really like me. But um, I you know. I like I like I like the East Coast and who knows, you know, where I'll end up. But like New York is home. New York is always going to be like the home base. But honestly, I I I will always move for love or money. But I know next time if I do move that like shit is going to be different. Well, this is the thing, Katie. Once you really get tight on the value, how you value yourself, how you respect yourself, then you're just going to attract those those situations. I mean, it's 1,000%. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen yeah. it. You know, I went through a crazy, my first marriage was ridiculous. It was very, oh. it was very abusive, Do you know, ver verbally and physically. Oh, yeah. But having being assaulted, you know, sexually assaulted as a young kid, it was kind of like in my psyche, I was like, well, this is what I deserve because that's why I'm here. I'm here to just do other people's bidding. and Because you your know, value was super low. Super, super low, yeah. And it took me so long to realize, dude, I'm actually on top. I'm actually up here. Yeah. I'm not down there. Yeah. The whole thing about transforming trauma to truth or transforming victimhood to, to being from victim to victor, that's the pathway. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the pathway. And so, so how do you... Know, you how do you do that? It's it's a longer conversation that we can we can have off off mic. There's some some exercises, some techniques, some things that I can I can show you. Some meditation, some affirmations, some exercises. But you know, all of that is going to lead you down the road of eventually being comfortable, loans or not, you know, whatever, yeah. of making a way for yourself. Because when you can wake up every day and be fully happy, fully fulfilled, fully at peace, 
you know, your whole world's going to open up. And that's not going to happen being in uh, in the hospital. I'll tell you, I interviewed um, Dr. Ian K. Smith last year. Maybe maybe two years ago, a lot of people know him from like Celebrity Fit Club, and he's mm-hmm. like the diet doctor. And one thing he said to me was that he learned very early that he was not born or made to be in a hi- hierarchical structure. So he actually went to medical school, did residency, and then went straight to TV after that. And then, damn. And, and he's been writing books and on television ever since. Now he's the host of the doctors. You know, they have yeah. just one host as him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean— it's not for everybody. You know, yeah. I talk to some people, I reach out to people all the time, you know, for coaching services. And they say, you know, hey, it's not the greatest thing, but I'm happy. Yeah. But if you're in a situation and you're that really happiness. struggling and it's like a pain to get up every day and go to work for good reason. It's not like yeah. you're making it up like yeah. somebody's not doing something. I mean, the situation in this country right now, mm-hmm. regard, particularly in emergency departments, is crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. Oh, yeah. It's every day you walk into an abusive relationship. Correct. You know, so not Correct. only you have an abusive relationship with the hospital and your patient load and the caseload and dealing with a fucking pandemic. Yeah. But you also have an abusive relationship with like whatever coworkers, colleagues or directors you deal with that may be salty, catty, jealous assholes. Like yeah. and there are I can name you 30 people right now who I have mentored in the last two months who have been dealing with bullying at work Mm. or a toxic work environment, or they have been dealing strictly with like a boss that is just like a catty gel, like all this childish like bullshit. And it's become so like rampant within our, you know, within our, our healthcare system, within our colleagues. And, and it's crazy because like, you know, we have such a respected profession, but we treat each other like shit. Oh, absolutely. Like fucking shit, you know? So I I do have times where when I go into work, I'm like, I have like wicked fucking anxiety and I'm like, God, I I hate it. So Katie, we got a couple minutes left. So my homework for you is let's talk some more about value. That's my homework for you. Let's, if if people have some questions in the next five minutes, let's take some questions. Lita, I'm meeting you in the parking lot. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody have any questions for me or for Katie in the next five minutes, just put them in the chat and we'll, we'll try to, uh, we'll try to answer them. In the meantime, tell the people where they can find you. Well, this is my show. So <laughs> you just tell Yeah, but people. you're on my live. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> motherfucker, you That's on true. my live. Excuse me, Dr. Gathers. Yo, this motherfucker. <laughs> he's am, like, I he's am, like, this is my you show. You know what? I should have put my live on. Anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll send you we'll, this live. We'll, we'll, do, we'll, we'll do that. You're funny. <laughs> Truthprescription.com is the podcast. ReshapingTrauma.com is, uh, with, you know, if you want to reach out to me about coaching or mentorship or, you know, just getting unstuck, improving your relationships, you know, uh, exterminating limiting habits, you know, any of those things, hit me up. One more time. We'll, what, we'll are the, what are the sites? ReshapingTrauma.com and um, TheTruthPrescription.com. Listen, you guys, like 2021, we're dealing with our trauma this year because right. you know what? It is O-fucking-K. It's okay to not be okay, but it's also okay to want to get help for it. So a few questions. What made you finally get fed up with ED life and chase your passion? From Mad Zaris. Mad Zaris. Similar to what Katie was talking about, I was starting to feel victimized, right? And I already had that in my past. And then as COVID started, it was kind of like, well, I'm putting myself at risk and my family at risk, and I'm not even happy. Was before, it was like, eh, I'm not super happy, but... You know, I've got all these other things going on. I ha- I've always owned two or three businesses that bring me extra income. 
So I was on, really only working maybe five or six. You know, well, no, that's not true. Maybe about nine or ten days a month. But still, going in during those times, it was just it was just super stressful. And um, I started to not be nice to patients. And that's when I knew, bro, it's time it's time to transition. Yeah. And uh, I went on a vacation. And when I came back, I just didn't because I always work per diem. I just yeah. didn't give them any more shifts. Yeah. And um, just like, just made the transition. When I got back, I got three coaching clients that basically was like my income for two months. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm done. It's it. And and I just went on faith. And you, you went know, full steam ahead. I went on faith. Similar on to faith. and that's what I'm trying to encourage, you know, Katie Duke to do. Sometimes you just gotta jump in the pool. Yeah. Because once you do that, other things that will open up and you yeah. won't even realize it. But because so much of your energy, your time, your your frustrations are linked to the hospital and that whole experience, that there's this whole world of energy that you can't use to actually figure out a way to get yeah. out. Yeah. And so it really comes down to energy. Yeah. Holly Blue, faith is everything. Amen to that. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. And honestly, you guys, like, I, I think that I think the hardest thing for us to do other than like just valuing ourselves and valuing, you know, like what we bring to the table is feeling like we need somebody or something. And I know that's always been my issue. Like when I was in relationship, like I, I felt like I needed to be with him because he's a good man and he has a good job and he doesn't beat me. When I, you know, have been at previous hospitals, I'm like, you need to be here. It's got good benefits. It's a union job and you have good shifts. Like you need to do that. Yeah. But are we being valued in these places? And honestly, like that's, you know, 2021, like we we all really need to rethink how we value ourselves and what situations we're putting ourselves in because there are so many of us that are settling for unhealthy situations above and beyond their personal life, you know? Yeah, particularly people that work in healthcare. I mean, yeah. there's so many options. There's an organization called SEEK, S-E-A-K. I forget what it stands for, but it basically, it's a website to help non-clinical careers for clinicians. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that people can do, whether you're a nurse, doctor, PA, nurse practitioner, nurse. There's so many other things that you can do, yeah. feed your family, make money, that's health. That's actually healthier for you. That yeah. gives you more a time. A better quality of life. Correct. It's all about yeah. time, man. Time is is the new is the new money. It's the new yeah. currency. Yeah. No. Right. No. Shit. It is because like you don't know. I mean, shit. You don't know how much fucking time that you got. So you don't know. Do you want to spend that time? And I need to ask myself this. Like, do I want to spend my time going back to a job that I hate, working for? I'm just gonna say it. A miserable cunt. I said it. You guys got to know Yikes. if I pull out the fucking cunt word, that's what she is dealing with that Yikes. fucking miserable, you know, at work. Like, how long am I going to go keep doing that? So if you guys are in like the same situation, I want you guys to really think twice about why you go where you go. What was your website again? Oh, reshapingtrauma.com. The podcast is on the truthprescription.com. There you go. I'll put, yeah. I'll, I'll post them who, after who we, question? after the live. Oh, it's gone now. Oh, I can't. Thank I, you. It's like way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> if you stay in a toxic work environment and take it, then you're saying that the abuse is okay. Well, ain't Correct. that fucking right? Correct. Who said that? Holly Blue. That's Holly either, Blue. that's either Kara or Nurse Georgie. No, you, who's you, on there. you're completely saying, keep giving it to me. You know, yeah. let me keep bending over. Just give it to me. You do what you can do until you can do better. Right. So yeah. it's about really getting, getting yourself together and inside feeling, you know what? I'm worth something else. I value yeah. myself. I value my time. I value my intelligence. I value, yeah. you know, my, my skills, my gifts. And let me 
figure out, you know, maybe it's for some people. Uh, when I coach people, sometimes I tell them, listen, why don't you do this? Go per diem first. Right. Yep. And then you can scale. The thing about per diem is you get paid more. Yeah. So you can scale back a little bit. Yep. That and gives you, can, you one or two yeah. extra days during the week to get your get your shit together, mm-hmm. get your head your head in the game, take a yep. spa day, just sit home and do nothing, whatever. To figure out, like, what can be my next step? How can I pivot? How can yeah. I pivot? You know, yeah. maybe it's just going from inpatient to outpatient. But you got to figure it out because, hey, we're only here one time. One life to live. It's, yep. it's, a, it's a corny uh, soap opera. No, but, but we but, only have one life true, to live. Though, yeah. So we need to live it to the maximum, you know, if we yeah. can. So, But it's it's totally true. And, like, and honestly, that's one reason why. Um, so I offer mentoring sessions that cover burnout and transitioning to new roles and also how to deal with bullying and toxic work environments. Yeah. And every mentee that I have, we have this we have this conversation, you know, and it's a conversation that needs to be had. And on the other hand, the concept of creation course that Nicole Thomas and I yeah. offer, it teaches people in healthcare how to make money pursuing their actual passions right. and the shit that they care about right. so that, like, they don't have to depend on the hospital because the fucking hospital really doesn't care about you. Yeah. It doesn't. You might get your benefits, your retirement, and, you know, your paycheck from that, but it really doesn't care about you. So, like, why do we keep being okay just going back to somewhere that doesn't give a shit about us when yeah. we have other yeah. options? Granted, those other options take a lot of work. Those other options, you know, require you to, like, really spend money and lose money and put time and have like three full-time jobs. But in the end, they pay off. You know, the money that I make from all my other side hustles is much more than I make as an NP, but it's just, you know, it's not my full-time thing, you know? And so, yeah. It but, will, it will yeah, be. We're willing it to existence. It will be. Or we're speaking it to existence. No, we're just going to do it. Fuck yeah. all that speaking into existence. Oh, shit. we're just going to do, do that do shit. All right. Well, I guess we're going to fucking do it, people. <laughs> because uh, early, early, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to make this point and then we got to go. Early, He's trying to cut early, this shit early, off. I'm trying to keep it going. We, we got to go to the next show. <laughs> I'm going to make this quick point. Before you were talking about your value, like you feel like if you leave the hospital, people wouldn't value you, right? Yeah. When you leave the hospital, people are going to value you so much more. Right. Yeah. Because you actually made the leap that they're trying to make. So the like the leap that I've made, people respect me. People but like, how did you do that? Oh, my God. That's yeah. where I get my value. That's where I get my respect. That's a whole different perspective. And, that, and that's where you can get your respect if, if that's what you're concerned about. But again, it all comes back to value. All right. It all comes back to me <laughs> valuing. You guys, listen, the lesson for tonight, valuing yourself. That's it. And do That's you it. value yourself? Yes. Do you value yourself enough to be in a healthy relationship in your personal life? And do you value yourself enough to be in a healthy relationship with wherever the fuck you report 40 hours a week? Correct. And at the end of the day, <laughs> that is the fucking question. And on that note. <laughs> on that note. And we, on that note. On that note, we're going to sign off from my show. We're going to sign and off. And then we're going to switch. And then we're going to do her show. And then we're going to get into the bad decisions episode. <laughs> I don't even know how long this live can go. It can go but, forever. Um, I will sign off. As I, oh, Katie Duke, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. Tell the people your website, how they can reach you, how they can find out about your courses. I'm sure your fans know. This is my know, but... fucking live. What you talking about? <laughs> oh, you mean for your podcast. That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> so um, thank you for having me as always. Absolutely. A little, tr- a little truth is a good prescription. 
You like what I did there? You like what I did there? <laughs> see what I did there? I see um, it. I see it. Website is katiedukeonline.com, and you can also book mentoring sessions through there. And my podcast is the Bad Decisions Podcast. It's top rated on Apple's um, society and culture philosophy category. You can get my cookbook, mentoring sessions, and learn about the concept of creation course on my website at all the links on my Instagram. And um, thank you guys for the support. Beautiful. I will sign off as I always do. The truth will set you free if you let it.